1: Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run business is run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and strategies to shake up the status quo in human resources and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham.
0: Welcome, and if you want to run with the game changers, you're in the right place. Yes, you are. Today's buzz, something that impacts everyone listening. I'm positive of that, your career. I have a couple of questions. Do you view your career development the same way your company sees it? Think about that one very, very carefully. Are you sure if you said yes? hmm. And is your so-called work-life balance, which some people have renamed work-life integration because that's a little more doable perhaps, is it mostly lopsided on the company side of the seesaw? Think about that seesaw. Which end are you on and what's up in the air? Here's a reality check. Unless your career aspirations and your path to success align with the business's requirements and goals guess what? You're not going to find yourself in a match made in heaven. Does this sound all too familiar? If so, it's time for you to start taking ownership of your own career. How to do that? I have a panel of experts who are going to give you some wonderful insights today. First up, we're going to be speaking with Kathy Benko from Deloitte. And Kathy sent me this quote from Anonymous. Whoever is anonymous, they're very smart. They say, those who don't create the future live in a world not of their making. I love that. We'll be meeting Kathy Banco in just a moment. We're hoping to be joined by our almost regular guest, Dr. Catherine Jones from Burson by Deloitte. She sent me a quote from U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. I'll read it. We hope. Catherine, I hope you join us. The secret to a happy life is work worth doing. Now, there's a subjective sentence if I ever heard one. If Catherine doesn't join, I think I'll have my other guest dissect that one and we'll talk about it. Very valuable. And rounding out the Panel today is Liz Brenner from SAP. I'm delighted to have Liz on because she is the sponsor of this series, which we call HR Trends with Game Changers. And Liz sent me a beautiful quote from Maya Angelou. And the quote is, ask for what you want and be prepared to get it. Aha, a lot of, lot of pith in those words. We'll be talking to Liz in a moment. So join us for career development. Own it. That's it. That's our topic today. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to us live. It's Tuesday, November 26, 2013. Two days before U.S. Thanksgiving. So wherever you are, if you're celebrating, or even if you're not and you have something to give thanks for, we send you our best wishes for a great beginning of the holiday season. Now let's meet our guests. I'm going, By the way, you're joy- welcome to join us on Twitter at hashtag #SAPRadio. Spell it out, all one word. And we are joined today by Brian Barnard, who's on the line on mute. And Brian is going to be our official. Twitter and uh, thank you past tense to Tom Flanagan who's been with us through most of these shows and Tom also did a wonderful job. So let me tell you who's on the panel today. Kathy Benko is vice chair and managing principal of Deloitte LLP. She is a U.S. patent holder. After ask her about that and co-author of several best-selling books, including The Corporate Lattice. That's right. I said lattice, not ladder. The corporate lattice, achieving high performance in the changing world of work, and also mass career customization. I think that's an oxymoron. Aligning the workplace with today's non-traditional workforce, both with Harvard Business Press, as Deloitte Consulting LLP's talent game changer, Kathy creates innovative solutions to improve how work gets done how innovation occurs, and how careers are built. She's been recognized by Consulting Magazine as one of the 25 most influential consultants, and she was named to the inaugural Leadership Achievement Award for Women Leaders in Consulting. Kathy Benko, pleasure to welcome you. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great.
0: Thank you for joining me. Kathy, where are you calling from, and what's the pre-Thanksgiving weather, please?
2: Well, I'm calling from... um uh Sorry to say it for those on the east, but I am calling from sunny Silicon Valley.
0: Thanks a lot for that. And how sunny is it, and what's, what's the temp? Give us a little jealousy here.
2: Well, I don't know. I'm guessing the temp is about
0: 55 on its way to 65 today. Wonderful. Just another Jealousies. day in paradise. Another day in paradise. We're looking for winds up to 50 miles an hour today, torrential rains tonight, possibly mixed with snow, and everybody's shuffling their travel plans if they're leaving from East Coast airports. So glad I'm not going farther than about 10 miles away. That's good enough for me. Kathy Benko, thank you for joining us. Uh, Brad, nothing from Kathy yet? Catherine yet? Okay, we're going to move right to Liz Brenner if we have to. I'm sure my two guests can round out the panel plenty to talk about. Liz Brenner is a senior director in the SAP Marketing Organization She is also the interim head of global career development at SAP. A lot of big jobs there, Liz. In her interim role on the talent experience team, Liz is building and driving the strategy for career development at SAP, which is why she's so perfect for this panel. Liz provides internal consulting and coaching on social media strategy, blogging, personal branding, I want to talk to you about that, and career development. Before her seven years at SAP, Liz spent eight years in business operations, consulting, and marketing. She also spent seven years in the energy and utilities industry, that's a surprise, including energy trading, and as an Arthur Anderson Energy Practice Consultant, Liz is a board member of the Women's Leadership Forum of Greater Philadelphia, and she's actively involved in the SAP Business Women's Network. Welcome, Liz Brenner. How are you? I'm doing
3: well. Thanks for having me, Bonnie.
0: My pleasure. Well, it's about time. And where are you
3: calling from today, Liz? I'm calling from frigid Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Philadelphia. So very similar to your East Coast temperatures, Bonnie, about 30 degrees. And we're looking at a a chilly Thanksgiving this year.
0: Yes, we certainly are. I hope it's a dry one, Liz. I don't know whether you've got the same forecast we have here on Long Island, but it's a little forbidding. I'm afraid to turn on the Weather Channel, but it's nice and warm in here at SAP Radio on HR Trends with Game Changers. So, you know what? Catherine Jones is MIA. Catherine, I hope you're safe wherever you are and welcome to call in whenever you can. Let's just go for it. Kathy Benko from Deloitte. I'm going to read your quote from Anonymous. I want to applaud whoever Anonymous is, Kathy. I wish they would step up and come forward because this is a great quote. Those who don't create the future live in a world not of their making. Kathy Benko, tell me a little bit about how this applies to our topic today of career development. Own it. Talk to me.
2: Oh, um, it's all over it. And I do have to also uh, congratulate Ms. or Mr. Uh, Anonymous because from time to time they come up with some really great ones. Um, And and the – Topic: um, The quote related to talent development, um, it, it, to me, is sort of crystal clear. Um, you know, you can look at it from an organizational perspective, uh, and organizations need to do everything they can to create their own future, uh, to disrupt themselves or be disrupted. I would argue that, uh, particularly at this time, it also exists at the individual level. You can't just assume that the career paths of the, uh, of the past and maybe that your predecessors. will be the same as the career path um, that you have for a multitude of reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into. And so at the end of the day, there's one person who's CEO of uh, each individual's career, and that's the person. It's not the organization, although the organization can do much uh, to enable growth and development – Um, and and, uh, success and progression and the like, but there's one person who's responsible for it, and that's the individual. So in that respect, um, if you don't create your future, you'll live in a world not of your making.
0: Great, great quote, great explanation. Kathy, I have a sensitive question for you. Uh, Going back in the old days, I'm a baby boomer, proud of it. Back in the old days when we worked for big companies, and I worked for several before I joined SAP uh, three and a half years ago, I don't know whether we were under the, the misconception or the protected, sheltered belief that HR was our friend, that we went in and said, hey, this is what I want to be. This is where I want to go. And they would guide us, and they would shepherd us, and they would coax and cajole us and help us attain, and we could tell them anything. Was that a misconception way back when, or, or have things changed, Kathy, just briefly before I br- introduce Liz, please?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, personally, I think uh, HR was our friend. I believe HR is still our friend, so I don't believe it's an HR issue. But I do believe that the the, the paradigm on how careers are built has fundamentally changed, um, and so that adds uh, a layer of complexity. Um, I also believe that in the old, uh, I'm a boomer as well, so uh, appreciate being in the same club here. Um, <laughs> the rules were much clearer. And they were much more one-size-fits-all, so it was much easier for HR to to use your terminology, be your friend. Uh, today there are so many more variables in play um, that um, they do what they can, but it's a different uh, uh, system uh, and, and model for, for how uh, careers play out.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Kathy. We'll be talking about that more. Liz Brenner, you're up. Great quote from Maya Angelou. Let's talk about it. Ask what you want and be prepared to get it. Is this a little bit of law of attraction in there, do you think, Liz? Talk to me.
3: Yes, absolutely, Bonnie. I I think it's so important for us to really ask for what we want and tell people what we want out of our career. Um, And I think a lot of that starts by just knowing yourself, knowing what you're good at, knowing where you want to go in both the short term, so say for for your next role, but the long term too, directionally, you know, where do you want to be in five years? I know that's a tough question and, and a bit of a cliche, but it is important to have a somewhat specific answer to that when people ask you. And once you know, you've got to let it be known when you're talking to men- mentors or sponsors or someone at the coffee station, be open about about your career aspirations. I think people traditionally have been very hesitant to share mm-hmm. their career aspirations. But people, for the most part, really want to help and support you along the way. I know we just talked about HR, but, you know, it just even goes beyond that to your manager. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a peer or a colleague or a past colleague but you know, for example, you know, if you want an international assignment, tell people you want an international assignment because if people know that's what you're about and that's what you want, when those opportunities come up or um, come down the path, you're going to be the first person they think of of um, for those types of opportunities. <laughs>
0: So you're saying, Liz, it's top of mind. It's like advertising. You have to be on the, r- on the right side of the page in the best position possible. So you become top of mind when somebody needs what you've got. Same thing with, with uh, human capital, you're saying?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing to be embarrassed about to, to share where you want to go with your career.
0: I'm taking a sip of my plain water. We'll get to what my guests are drinking after the break. Uh Kathy Benko, I want to go back to you. We have about two minutes till our first break, and we are going to take the usual three breaks because a lot of pressure on the two of you ladies to keep up with all of this great conversation. I want to give you a rest in between segments. So question, Kathy. Your book is The Corporate Lattice, and I made a point of saying in my intro it didn't say ladder. It said lattice. Why don't you give us a preview of what's the difference between lattice and ladder, and after the break we'll dive a little more into that. Tell me.
2: Yes. Well, in the corporate ladder world, uh, which, by the way, uh, for those historians um, in the audience, uh, sort of came into vogue at the start of the Industrial Revolution. Uh, and when you think about what was going on at that time, it was, uh, you know, about the production line. In fact, uh, Henry Ford has a great quote, right? You can have any color you want as long as it's black. <laughs> and so if you go through that whole industrial age, it was really all about scaling efficiency from the way the shop floor, the manufacturing environment was designed, because there was now electricity and you didn't have to worry about where the water source was, um, to how, you know, how the human asset uh, was also managed and organized, which is really where the corporate ladder came from, a very systematized scaling efficiency way of how human components were organized just as the way the shop floor components were organized. And that actually served us very well during the industrial age, which was more than a 100 years. But if you look at where we are today, it's not about rivets, it's about digits. We live in a digital age. We live in the information economy, the knowledge economy, whatever you want to call it. And it's not in, in, in the world we live in today, efficiency matters. It always did, it always will. Uh, but I strongly argue that, um, you know, organizations as well as individuals should be looking to scale agility more than mm-hmm. scale efficiency. And that okay. is where the ladder lattice construct comes in, because the lattice is much more agile and there's uh, opens the aperture for many different ways on how careers could be built rather than that one size fits all model of the ladder.
0: Thank you, Kathy Benko. I appreciate that. Guess what? We're ready to take our first break. I'm still Bonnie D. Graham, and you're still listening to HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP here on the Business Channel. Join Brian Barnhart on Twitter. He's tweeting his heart out here, capturing some great quotes here. He's quoting Liz Brenner. It's so important to tell people what we want, know what you want, and where you want to go. Thank you, Brian. And he's tweeting at hashtag SAP Radio. So join him. The water's fine. Come on in. We'll be right back after the break with a lot more from Kathy Benko from Deloitte talking about ladders and lattices and new paradigms for your career and also by Liz Brenner from SAP great deep expertise from both of these special guests guess what don't even think of touching that dial that mouse that app however you're listening to us we'll be right back Brad out
4: when it comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network
1: With companies like yours competing aggressively for top talent today, HR tactics must be comprehensive and precise. Today's reality, your HR department is faced with the demands of a multi-generational and globalized workforce, diversity and inclusion policies, work-life integration challenges, and more. The bottom line, you need to attract and retain the best fit talent to support your strategies and goals, optimize your employee engagement, and become an industry-leading employer of choice. HR Trends with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to HR trends with Game Changers.
0: Here we are, and it's time for me to ask my guest today, what is in your cup? Let me give you a little preamble to that, Kathy and Liz. If you're drinking something that's ugh or just flat or who cares, skip that. Tell me the best cup of fill-in-the-blank you've ever had, what you wish you were drinking today. Kathy Benko from Deloitte, you're up first. What's in the cup or what do you want to be? I was
2: going to say, you know, the the what's in the cup is not the best drink ever. What's in the cup in the spirit of uh, the holiday week? Um, is a, a plain old cup of joe uh, mm-hmm. that I actually put a little pumpkin extract in, thinking Ooh. that um, it would be tasty and delicious. And yeah. I'm here to report that uh, not so
0: much. <laughs> Well you have to tell it, Kathy, come on. What else? It just be coffee with pumpkin extract. It needs a little sweetening, maybe. What what did you what else did you do or not do that would we can take a poll and find out how to make it better? But what else is in it, Kathy?
2: No, no, no. Literally. It's a it's a cup of joe, um, you know, some uh, some cream and a little pumpkin extract. Uh, that didn't work out so well, so then you put some, you know, sugar in it and see how that does. And at the end of the day it's kind of got a curdling taste to it, so <laughs>
0: We've never had a curdled beverage here in 100, 151 hours of live programming and uh, at least uh, probably 600 What's in Your Cup Today segments or Cup Today responses, Kathy. We've never had anything curdled, but thank you very much. For so what do you wish you were drinking, Kathy? Let's, let's turn this up a little bit. What would you like to be drinking today?
2: You know, again, back into the spirit of the holiday, because when you live in paradise here, you can't always look at the trees and, you know, kind of the leaves falling from them to remind you that it's actually Thanksgiving. So I would say a cup of hot cider with cinnamon and nutmeg.
0: Oh, I like that. Liz Brenner, what's in your cup where you are cold like I am here on the East Coast? What are you drinking or what do you wish you were drinking, Liz?
3: Well, Pawnee. today I'm drinking a cup of my favorite coffee, which is the Starbucks Pike Place blend. And I brewed it from my new favorite invention, the Keurig, which I just bought not too long ago, and I just can't get enough of it. So I've been trying all the different K-cups, as they're called, uh, and experimenting with the, the fun Keurig egg.
0: Very nice. And is, I have to ask, is um, Penelope Cruz, is she advertising Keurig or is it the Nespresso machine? I can't remember. Does anybody remember I- which one?
3: I don't remember which one, but I have not seen that advertisement with her.
0: Oh, it's amazing! But she has a, a the tagline is she says whatever the name of the machine is, it must be Nespresso. An and then she says, "What else?" <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> going to be my my new tagline for the holidays. If somebody's, I'm just going to say, "What else?" I just, I just want to be her in that moment. You'll see the commercial, Liz, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Let's get down to business here. By the way, if anybody's wondering what Bonnie is drinking today. Get this They don't allow me to have caffeine on radio show days. I wonder why. We're waiting for Brian Barnhart to tweet whatever he's drinking, and he's going to tweet it at hashtag SAP radio, and we're going to look forward to that. So let's talk more about taking your career into your own hands. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at some of the talking points here my guest sent me. I want to talk about the assumptions on how careers are supposed to be built. Now, today we all know the workplace is not just one age group. Uh, Liz knows this. Kathy. knows this. I know this from what we've done. I think this is the the 12th in our series on HR Trends with Game Changers. We're talking about a very mixed workforce today. We're talking about the millennials. Companies want to encourage more and more millennials. We're talking about baby boomers on the other end, Gen X somewhere in there, and everything in between. So how does a company – Liz, I'm going to start with you on this one. How does a company – your experience here at SAP and and other careers you've had – how does a company, a big enterprise – take their paradigm or their model for building a career with all good intentions, is it a cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all for every gender, for every background, for every generation in the workforce, Liz? Or does it have to be customized each time somebody walks into your office, you the mentor, you the coach, you the counselor, Liz?
3: Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. So I think it's great to have one framework uh, that a company can stand behind, that you know, and then enable their employees to take their career into their own hands. And I like, I know Kathy mentioned this earlier, but you know, I love what she said about being the CEO of your own career. Um, you know, I once had someone tell me that that their company didn't do anything for them in terms of career development, and it's really not about the company doing something for you; it's about you doing something for yourself. So, yes. you know, you've got to build and own your own plan because it's not going to be something that's handed out to you, a magic card um, for career success because there's different paths for everyone. And then on the other end of your question about um, more of the tailored approach, you know, I think it's important for organizations to to also provide tailored offerings depending on where you are in your career. So, so are you early in your career? Are you um, on the executive path? You know, are you someone who has a high potential? So there's also got to be that balance with those tailored programs, uh, depending on, you know, the talent segment that you fall into.
0: Thank you, Liz. Kathy Benko, talk to me. You are Deloitte Consulting, LLP's Talent Game Changer. Are you helping people change the way they look at their careers, Kathy? Are you you're doing what Liz said? Uh, are you When they walk in the door, are you saying, hey, let's look at you as, as a unique human being? Or are you saying, okay, you're this age, you've had this many years in the workforce? This is probably the way you should go and we'll map something out. How does it work, Kathy? Uh,
2: you know, the the whole notion, of, and this gets to... Um, The idea of uh, customizing careers, which I would argue we already customize careers. Every one of us makes choices every day on Mm -hmm. uh, decisions that we make related to who we work with, the kind of work we do, um, how much time we spend doing it, and the like. Um, And it's much less uniform, and it's much more contextual relative to uh, each individual. Uh, when you think about the, the trends in the work, uh, in the workplace, certainly millennials is one of them, but it's only one. If you take mm-hmm. a look at uh, gender, women are now the majority of at least uh, certainly the professional workforce, and um, that will only continue to be the case because women are disproportionately graduating from both college and graduate school. And um, does gender itself matter? Well, maybe not that much, but the family structures in this country are changing as a result of it. You know, when we grew up as boomers, two-thirds of U.S. households had a traditional structure, meaning somebody, generally dad, you know, went off, uh, you know, kind of to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, uh, you know, kind of bring home the bacon. And, yep. and, and mom took care of things on the home front. If you look at that model today, it's all over the map. Uh, in fact, uh, technically, the, fewer than 20% of, of family structures in this country even have that model to work with. So everything is changing. It's not just the new generation coming in. Um, I don't know about your kitchen table, but I can tell you my kitchen table becomes a negotiating table um, with my husband saying, "Well, I'm going to Dallas," and I'm saying, "Oh no, you're not, because I'm going to New York." <laughs> and so that there's a lot, there's an awful lot that's going on on, on on the trend side. And so to me, what happens with careers is there's a notion of point in time, and that's what you're doing, you know, at the moment but then there's mm-hmm. overtime, And I would argue that one of the big changes underway is that somebody who may have been viewed certainly in the ladder model as a quote unquote player because they were going straight up. Um, you know, when you look at it as a lattice or a grid, you might want to call it or a matrix or other words to describe it. We just thought ladder lattice was kind of cute mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and, and descriptive. Um, you know, You have to look at where you are at that moment in your career. And somebody who might not be, quote-unquote, a player today because he or she is balancing a lot more demands in their life and so they don't want to be fast-tracked at the moment, at another point in time, they are the perfect candidate to be a, you know, quote-unquote, player. And so that's one of the reasons why, you know, opening up the aperture of the different ways that careers are built, considering the full context of the individual at multiple points along their career path, is so important.
0: Thank you, Kathy. And a couple points you brought up about family and about opportunities for what is the family situation? What is the scenario? Who's going to work? Where are they going to work? Who takes priority? Liz, how do you handle this when you, you meet of such a variety of people in your roles in HR, high up in HR at SAP? Do you have to say, okay, tell me who's sitting around that kitchen table or that coffee table when the family plans it out? What opportunities or what availability do you as a woman or as a man have to pursue the career of your dreams? Liz, how much does that discussion come across your desk with people you are mentoring, for example?
3: Well, I think that's a very important discussion, Um, you know, and it it goes back to the individual and what's working best for your family at that time. Um, Just like Kathy said, there's different life changes that happen over the course of of your career that you have to make way for. So, you know, for example, you know, someone might have an ill parent, and that might be the time where um, the husband or wife could take take you know the spotlight in terms of career. But it's got to be a balance, especially when you know you there might be children involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's you got to be flexible, and it's going to evolve. So. Each time, you know it's important to have that open, honest dialogue before one of you takes that next step, and making sure it's going to work for your for your family and the, and the things that are going on in your life outside of the office.
0: Interesting. I don't know what the rules of the road are for HR these days, but I know there are a lot of things that an interviewer, for example, is legally not allowed to ask in an interview situation, personal facts. So let's flip the tables, Liz, continuing what you said. An employee comes to you and says, hey, uh, there's a role open in my team or in another team, and I see myself on that career path, and I want to do it. And do you have to bring that up and say to them, "Well, well, what are the opportunities for you to give that much time to? go on that training path to that success level you're aspiring to do you have to ask that question or do you have to wait for them to open up and say well you know i've got three children and my husband just had an accident and i'm the sole provider and i can't afford to take risks or hey my husband travels all over the place we can't afford really regular good child care so i really need to be home home closer to home base liz who has that conversation do you start it or did they start it
3: Well, I think it's important for the, for the employee to, to ask the pointed questions. You know, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty detail about what's going on, but just be open about the role expectations. And, and there are ways to make things work. You know, there's, there's virtual opportunities. You know, you don't always have to, to travel in every role. So I think there's a way to make it work. but I think you do have to, to be open up front to, to having those discussions, and, and I would ask the employee to, to ask that of, of the hiring manager or of the HR department to make sure those, those expectations are clear up front.
0: Good. Thank you. You know what? We're going to take a break. It's halfway past. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is HR Trends with Game Changers presented by SAP. My two very special and articulate guests today are Kathy Benko, Vice Chair and Managing Principal at Deloitte LLP, and Liz Brenner, Senior Director in the SAP Marketing Organization and Interim Head of Global Career Development at SAP. Perfect for our topic. When we come back, I'm going to ask my Start our second part of our roundtable. We talk about ladder. We talk about lattice. We talk about I know Cheryl Sandberg, uh, Liz pointed out to me, talks about the jungle gym at work and your career path. Well, what about that ceiling? If we have the idea that we're going somewhere, it's usually up the ceiling. For women in particular, has been called glass. I want to know what material the ceiling is made out of, and if it's glass for everybody, or still just for women today. Think about that. We'll be right back. Don't think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. This is HR. Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Brad out.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. With companies like yours competing aggressively for top talent today, HR tactics must be comprehensive and precise. Today's reality, your HR department is faced with the demands of a multi-generational and globalized workforce, diversity and inclusion policies, work-life integration challenges, and more. The bottom line, you need to attract and retain the best fit talent to support your strategies and goals, optimize your employee engagement, and become an industry-leading employer of choice. HR Trends with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com.
4: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
1: You're enjoying HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram.com at SAP.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to HR Trends with Game Changers.
0: Here we are, and I'm talking to Kathy Benko from Deloitte and Liz Brenner from SAP. They're holding the fort today. Great panel, and our topic is career development Own it. We're talking to you, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your career path is, whatever your chosen field is, whether you're working for a big company or a little company or if you're a startup, own it. Take charge of it. Nobody's going to be the mommy and daddy of your career anymore as if they ever really were. Okay, we're talking about the ceiling. Old term was the corporate ladder. Today, it's known as the corporate lattice or the jungle gym. You may be going horizontally, vertically. You hopefully are going somewhere. Kathy Benko talked. me what kind of material is a ceiling made out of do we talk about a ceiling in terms of males in the workforce or just females kathy Uh, you know uh,
2: well i think a a couple of things one um this notion of straight up and this notion of a ceiling suggests that there's only one um view of a successful career and Mm -hmm. i would argue that today success a successful career is very contextual and um, actually, many people don't um, aspire to that top corner office. Uh, they aspire to have rewarding and enriching careers, uh, but there's lots of different ways to do so. Um, for example, if you take a look at um, uh, where people uh, may want to be, there's a lot more um, specialists. I mean, that's a term that didn't used to exist. If you take a look at how work gets done, uh, projects, for example, we all have projects in our company now. You may not under- realize, though, that there are 40 times more projects, four zero x more projects going on today than 20 years ago. So the very nature of work and the kind of work that we do has changed as well. And so if you take and, and you just look at how quickly it's changing, for example, it's expected, you know, it's Tuesday, many, you know, we're all in the in the workplace today, if we're, we're not on a PTO. Um, it's expected that 20 percent of the workers in, in the workforce today, only 20 percent will have the skills needed for 60 percent of the jobs by the end of the decade. That's a huge shift. That didn't used to be. In the latter world, in the industrial age, uh, you, it was much more predictable than that. And so when you look at that upon a career, um, and it, actually I have a son who's in college, who is back east, who is going to get a little bit of an education today, understanding what it's like <laughs> to fly across the country uh, in inclement weather. So um, looking forward to hearing his war stories there. Um, you know, And I thought long and hard, what have you ever asked me? about what does it take to build a career, what should he study, how should he focus, Um, uh, um, what would I say? Um, Mm -hmm. And it would be a miracle if he actually asked it all, especially if he voiced it versus texted it. Um, Ah,
0: Touche. But
2: he did. And, And my response was a core competency for workers today is actually the ability to retool and to continually reinvent yourself. Because the jobs of tomorrow don't yet exist. And if you just look straight up and say, I'm going to have my boss's job, which gets back to the ceiling issue. Well, I can tell you that today, um, you know, fewer than 60% of managers actually manage people, um, with the job they ever had. So the whole latter notion of I do the job and then I'm the supervisor and then I'm the manager and then I'm the leader. Yeah doesn't apply as much because the nature of work is changing so quickly.
0: Liz Brenner, agree, disagree. What do you think? And Liz also bring into the conversation, please, why you told me moving horizontally gives you more perspective, builds your network and opens up doors. Do
3: you agree with what Kathy is saying? I completely agree with what Kathy was saying. You know, it used to be that you you could only look up for your career, but, but there are options. And when i talk to people about career development i always encourage them to map out a few options in terms of you know what your next step could be because there are a million different ways to get to where you want to go there's not one path that you have to be on and you can step back and you can lean in but you will get there uh just by having options and um, you know just one thing to add to that you don't need to take a new role to get experience in other areas. You know, I know Kathy mentioned projects, and, and with mm-hmm. projects and, and companies, there's also an opportunity to get experience while you stay in your current role on different topics that are important to you. So uh, we always talk about this career sweet spot, which is bringing together, you know, your passions, what you're really, you know, excited about with the things that you're good at and then bring that together with the opportunities at your current company and that intersection of those three things, that's where you find the most career um, happiness um, because you're bringing your full self to work and not just, you know, one aspect of yourself.
0: You just mentioned something, Liz. I haven't heard two words put together in a long time, career happiness. Bravo. <laughs> it is allowed, isn't it? Companies do allow you to be happy about your career, Liz? Huh?
3: Well, hopefully, you know, if you, if you get to that place where you, you found that sweet spot, then, then you're not really working. Work doesn't feel like work.
0: That's it. That's a, that's a long time saying, and I don't know how many people are lucky enough to have that. I know I have finally achieved that in my life and my career, and that's part of why I'm here today hosting the show. So uh, you're resonating with me. Now, I want to turn the tables a little bit here. Liz, I'm going to bring up something you told me in your discussion points before the show. I'm going to ask you to address it, and then we're going to get Kathy Benko on this. You say, sometimes the opportunities that make you nervous – are the ones where you learn and grow the most. How would you apply that, Liz? Any, any practical examples? Can you give us any case studies? I know I didn't ask you to bring any to the table today, but anything come to mind uh, that you could protect the guilty or the innocent, as the case may be, in terms of where people are really nervous, but it was just going to be so good for their growth and good for their, their job maturity? Anything th-
3: thinking about it, Liz? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they always say you know that when one door closes, another opens. And and I think that's so true when it comes to your career because, you know, there really are no mistakes that you can make. Because if you take that, that next role and it, it doesn't turn out to be all that you imagined it would, you're still learning something and you're still building on your resume. So I think the important thing here is to be open to learning, uh, be open to new experiences, be open to new opportunities. But along the way, also trust your intuition and trust your gut and do that sanity check and make sure, you know, if you're nervous, it. it I mean, for me personally, I know if I'm nervous about a, a role or an opportunity, it's because I know I'll be learning and stretching myself and growing. But you do have to have that sanity check where you say, am I nervous because this is the wrong thing? So mm-hmm. as long as, you know, we keep our intuition in check, I, I think it's always great to take that stretch opportunity. Kathy Benko agree? Disagree?
2: I, I think um, I think Liz has it. Um, I think it's uh, spot on. Uh, I guess the way I look at it is um, every role, every job that we have. Uh, and by the way, I believe jobs are becoming more competency based than literally task based, and that is reflective of, of, of the shift in, in the uh, in the broader constructs of, of organizations. Uh, but that, no matter what what the the opportunity is, that you you, you view it um, in relation to sort of a, a mental portfolio of um, of skills that you acquire, experiences that you have, networks that you develop, relationships that you form, because it's going to be those transferable skills that keep you relevant. And I believe that that's fundamentally one of the issues that's going on. For example, I'm in California. It's great weather, but there is 10% unemployment in the state of California. However, there are also 840,000 critical jobs that are unfilled. So it just tells you about the misalignment of of um, the population relative to the type of jobs that are needed. So if you're solving for ongoing relevancy, um, you take and make the most out of every one of those experiences, and you line them up because they are themselves what will help you be uh, um, um, attractive and uh, marketable for the next set of opportunities that come your way.
0: Thank you, Kathy. I want to shift gears a little bit here. We have, oh, about eight minutes, so we're going to take our break and give you two ladies a chance to run out somewhere and find the crystal ball so you can give your, me your predictions on career development discussion five hey, years Bonnie, from today. Hey,
3: can I add to what Kathy yeah, said? Yeah, please. Sure. I Go ahead, Liz, say, before we do it. Yeah. So I would just like to add to that that, you know, don't limit yourself either to, to just open roles or open opportunities. I mean, there, you know, if there's a need in your business or your organization, identify that need and, and figure out a way to solve it, and, and maybe that's your next role or your next opportunity, you know, based on all those, your unique skills and experiences, too.
0: Good point, Liz. And I know something we have at SAP is called shadowing, where you can say, hey, that looks interesting. Let me go shadow somebody for a month or two or a quarter and see what I can learn about that role while still doing mostly your own job. So there are lots of opportunities. I want to turn this, turn the tables a little bit. And we've been talking about focus on the employee, on our individual career development. Let's talk about what it means to the corporation, to the enterprise. Uh, Kathy Benko, you told me the pace of change continues to accelerate. We know that. That's a, uh, it's just something we live with today. You say of corporate value creation used to depend on hard assets. Today, 85% of corporate value creation comes from intangible assets, including the brand, IP, and people. Let's talk about how does a company value its people as one of those intangible assets vis-a-vis helping people have what Liz called career happiness or just career satisfaction. you just doing a great job. Kathy, talk to me about that 85%, please.
2: Yes. Um, you know, at the end of the day, in, in an economy where 85% of corporate value creation comes from these intangible assets, and at the end of the day, there are only three intangible assets, there is your brand, uh, your intellectual property, mm-hmm. and your people. Um, and so when you are solving for that, people become a, a very important um, part of the equation because, one, where does your IP come from, right? Your inventors are your people. Um, and then, two, in, in a more information-based economy, your, those assets walk out the door every day. And so, you know, how do you ensure that they come back the next morning, right? So very different. You don't have right. your manufacturing equipment walking out the, the door at night. So it's a whole different sort of mindset. And so the idea, you know, I had said earlier that at the end of the day, we all kind of customize our careers as individuals. We make choices. Um, And so from a corporate perspective, you know, you would want a piece of that action, right? You would want to be sitting, you know, at the table and and helping people make the choices that they make and providing a construct, you know, kind of a scalable construct on, on how to Create these individual experiences considering all of the different, um, um elements in terms of uh, the level of flexibility that's needed, the mobility factor, all of those type of things at different points in time is important, uh, which gets to this, this, this whole notion and the framework, um, around, um, uh, masker customization. And if you can customize jeans and sneakers and ringtones mm-hmm. and all kinds of things, you know, why, can't you create a scalable way to customize careers which is exactly this little framework that um that we put together that is um uh part of the um you know I, the centerpiece of the mass career customization uh book and and the the reason behind that is exactly this point from an from an organizational perspective uh, look, you know these these are your people are your intangible assets, and it's really where value creation is is emanating from
0: Liz brenner value creation eighty five percent comes from the intangibles brand, intellectual property and people of that. Can we divide Liz how much of that eighty percent goes to people? Do you think it's more than half
3: of that? Oh, I would venture to guess it's more than half of that and it's too bad we don't have Katherine Jones here because I'm sure she could also speak to some of the great research that Burson has done in this area too around yes. you know engaged employees and and how they add to a company's bottom line. And I think a big part of employee engagement is their satisfaction with their career and with their company and with their role. So I totally agree. I, I think you know the people part of that equation is so important, and and I think companies have a lot to gain uh, when they have happy employees.
0: Liz, when people come to you at SAP and ask you to mentor or coach them, just uh, this is not in the main part of our discussion, but I'm just curious what does it take for somebody to come that high up the food chain, if you don't mind my using that term, uh, to say, Liz Brenner, you're the one I want to mentor me? Did they get to handpick you or somebody at your level? How does the mentoring go when somebody says, oh, I have a great idea, I love the company, I see all kinds of opportunity, but I really need to talk to somebody? Would you personally do it, or do you have a team of trained mentors who can sit down and say, okay, I'm going to match you up with this person because they'd be best to counsel you or, mm-hmm. or mentor you? How does that work, Liz?
3: Well, I know at SAP we have a great mentoring program, but you know people do reach out, and I think it's all about um, pairing you up with someone. Who is best to help you with your objectives? So, you know, are you trying to to break into that next level of management? Or are you trying to grow in your current career? Uh, Or do you want to work on your personal brand? So what do you want to achieve? And then who's the right person to help you achieve it? I'm a big fan of informal mentoring, so mm-hmm. you know I have a group of folks that I often call on, you know, with questions or advice, depending on what's going on with me. Um, and I like to keep in touch with folks as well. So people reach out, I'll always have a discussion, but it doesn't always have to be so structured, where you know you say, here, let me let's spend 30 minutes every two weeks on this topic you know, it can be a 15-minute discussion here and there or maybe more often as as your personal situation needs it.
0: Thank you, Liz. Kathy, reverse mentoring. Is this something you see in your work at Deloitte as the vice chair and managing principal? Because my understanding is reverse mentoring is you might take a millennial new to the workforce. You might pair them up with a baby boomer, not so new or very much a career person, what we used to call a company man or company woman. Sit them down and say to the millennial, what can you teach the baby boomer? What can you mentor them in terms of perhaps job flexibility or reinventing your career? Kathy, how does that work for you?
2: Well, I mean, you know, it it, um, it, it certainly has has uh, has merits, and I would argue, um, you know, informally works on you know project teams and you know um, um, all the time, um, not so formal, and, and maybe not even so conscious that that's what's going on. Um, I have a strong point of view on mentoring um, overall, and it and it certainly touches on reverse mentoring, is that there has to be a quid pro quo, it, you know, it has to work for both. Parties need to feel that they're getting um, something out of it, um, and obviously, I, I also believe that there's a sort of an informal kind of chemistry uh, that you know really can make it um, uh, work or not work, and that um, what I get out of it could very well be the understanding of how the younger generation thinks, although you know I, I would argue we've done a fair amount of research that supports that, you know, although the millennials um, might be the first ones to think in a different way, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, the boomers and, and the Xers, for that matter, are really not far behind. For example, take a look at something like Facebook. Uh, that was all about millennials, right? But if you mm-hmm. look at today, what are the fasting, fastest growing segment? What is the fastest growing segment of Facebook? What do you find? Much older. Yep. Hello? And so yep. the whole center moves. And so it doesn't, over time, become so one generation wants it one way versus another generation wants it another. I'll give you another uh, point on that. Uh, Flexibility is a huge issue uh, for millennials. 92% of millennials would put flexibility at or near the top of their requirements. But if you ask boomers that same question today, the number is 70% or higher. And if you would have asked the boomers that five or ten years ago, that would probably not have been the case. So the whole center shifts. It's not um, that the previous generations stay fixed. So the whole notion of reverse mentoring takes on a very different notion when you look at the um, how, um, how it meshes and creates um, a, a new common set of understanding.
0: Thank you, Kathy. Guess what, ladies? I'm going to give you a 57-second break as soon as Brad says all clear. And I'm going to ask each of you to go to the attic, the car, the boat, the garage, wherever it is. Find the crystal ball. I don't care what kind of crystal it is, Swarski or whatever it is. Polish it off. And I want to ask you, blue skies or cloudy, five years from today, Kathy Benko and Liz Brenner, if we had this conversation, I hope we will, five years from today, what would your point of view be? What would you predict today you would be saying about people owning their own career development? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. We'll be right back with the crystal ball segment. You don't want to miss this one. Brad out.
4: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: With companies like yours competing aggressively for top talent today, HR tactics must be comprehensive and precise. Today's reality, your HR department is faced with the demands of a multi-generational and globalized workforce, diversity and inclusion policies work-life integration challenges, and more. The bottom line, you need to attract and retain the best fit talent to support your strategies and goals, optimize your employee engagement, and become an industry-leading employer of choice. HR Trends with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com.
4: talking business, talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
1: You're enjoying HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.com. D. Graham at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag r-a-d-i-o Now, let's get back to HR trends with Game Changers.
0: Here we are. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I'm talking today to Kathy Benko from Deloitte and Liz Brenner at SAP. Guess what? It's time for our crystal ball segment. I think we have. Oh, no, we only have six minutes left at the most, so let's get cracking here. Kathy Benko, take a look at the crystal ball. If you and I met today with Liz, of course, and had this conversation on career development, own it, in 2018, what would be different about that conversation? Give me your top couple of predictions, and then we'll give Liz a couple minutes. Go ahead, Kathy. Uh,
2: Yes. um, you know I predict that um, we'll have more and more of an open talent economy. And in that open-talent economy, those resources will flow more quickly, um, well, not more quickly necessarily, but uh, much more fluidly. And that each individual um, will on a regular basis um, be uh, doing things like mark-to-marketing themselves. Mark-to-market, mm-hmm. meaning that they peg themselves and the skills and the experience that they have um, against the market on a fairly regular basis and, and look more continually to fill in sort of the holes on where things are, are, are moving and developing, because I do think people will be far more um, considered in terms of keeping their skills um, up to date, and they'll look for more systematic ways to do so. I do also think that people will, um, uh, uh, individuals, will think more about option value. And that's something that um, I'm, I'm not sure that Liz used the, these, these words, but um, certainly the sentiment that um, she expressed earlier. And by option value, it's not really clear uh, where things are going to be headed. And so you really want to stay positioned in a way that you mm-hmm. could pivot left and pivot right and transfer skills uh, to do so. And again, a model that suggests that a much more fluid nation uh, uh, um, uh, uh, model around um, what we call the open talent economy, where you'll have core workers, you'll have contingent workers, you'll have contract workers, you'll have business partners, and the, the, the uh, extension of the ecosystem very, very well into the, um, the talent base.
0: Thank you, Kathy Bengo. Great insights. Thank you so much. Liz Brenner, you're up. I can give you a minute and a half. Liz, sure, predictions. Sure. Think, Talk to I, me.
3: I, I think Kathy is spot on. I, I think with um, with the merging of work and life coming together and that integration mm-hmm. happening, I know we touched on that earlier, I yes. think you're going to see more of that open culture around development where people are you know, speaking openly. and You'll see organizations evolving with new models to develop their talent um, where they're considering the whole person and not just, okay, so what are your skills and competencies, but beyond that, you know, okay. what are your passions, um, you know, what are you really talented at, uh, what's your potential. Um, and I think combining those is, is where we really get um, the optimal, the, optimize the people and the talent that, that work for organizations.
0: Thank you, Liz. Great. Sweet and to the short and sweet and to the point. I appreciate that. Guess what? I have some predictions. I'm going to make them really, really fast. Next Tuesday, HR Trends with Game Changers. Of course, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We're going to be, t- oh, the last show of the series, but Little Birdie tells me we're going to renew and start up again in the last part of quarter one, 2014. Our show next week will be Diversity and Inclusion, one of our favorite topics. Outreach beyond imagination. Even, I don't know what that show is going to look like, but I know it'll be exciting. Tomorrow, coffee break with Game Changers. I'm taking the day off, kids, because it's the day before Thanksgiving, but we have a great encore presentation for you. A show we aired live on October 9th. It's called Sports Goes High Tech. Score. Great, exciting conversation. If you missed it the first time, you want to hear it. And Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. Happy, happy, and healthy. And Thanksgivica to all of you who are combining holidays this year. But December 5th, Startup Focus will be back with pros and cons of VC funding. You've been funded. Now what happens when you get in bed with the board, metaphorically speaking? Special thank you, of course, to Kathy Benko from Deloitte. Kathy, you were wonderful. Pleasure to meet you, and thank you for taking your pre-holiday time to join us today. Liz Brenner from SAP, long overdue having you on the show. And thank you, Liz, for having faith in the topic in the series and sponsoring us. It's been wonderful having you as part of the Game Changers Radio family. Shout-outs, of course, again to Liz. We always do that. Tom Flanagan, we miss you, but thanks for your great leadership under Liz of getting the series off the ground and welcome to Brian Barnhart who is, is tweeting his heart out today and helping manage the next couple of editions. Malcolm Kimberlin hope you feel well and Brad and the Business Channel team hugs to everybody at the Business Channel team and Voice America World Talk Radio it's been wonderful working with you and we give thanks for you. Here's Bonnie's call to action. You ready Liz? You ready Kathy? Fasten your seatbelts. What are you waiting for? And I know you're already doing this. Go out and be a game changer today. Happy Thanksgiving everyone. Bonnie do signing off for another live edition of HR Trends with Game Changers presented by SAP. Gobble, gobble. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks again for tuning in to HR Trends with Game Changers presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.